Hey, what's going on, Brostradamus? Uh, it's, I hope you're having a, a great day. It's your boy, Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Uh, today is uh, the 1st of February. It's the first of the month. Get up, wake up, get up. <laughs> for all you 80s babies and 90s kids, you uh, you might remember the uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony from the mid-90s. That was some good, that was some good rap back in the day. Anyways, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Speaking of throwbacks, we got a way back here today. We're uh, bringing it back to an episode from uh, uh, last year. We are talking about the uh, reshaping of your brain. Yeah, uh, you know, epigenetics, that's a real thing. You know, a lot of people are still not into that. You know, it's kind of funny how the way science works. You know, there's like science that we like, we can definitely prove and people still don't believe. And then there's the stuff that we're kind of like, eh, we can't really prove it, but people believe it. So I don't know how that works. Uh, but I do know that this is a proven fact because I've actually seen it happen with my own eyes. Uh, I told a little story just for a brief moment. Actually, I'll tell the story here and you'll hear it again in the, in the, in the actual episode. But I remember back when I was, uh, just about to turn 30, in fact, uh, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. And I remember that was like a really wild thing. Uh, I remember she gave me this, gave me a call. I was living here in Philadelphia. She was living in Georgia. She gave me a call and said, uh, uh Jerry, uh, I think I need you to get down here. Uh, they just, I was having some, some headaches and I was having some issues with my stomach, which was kind of not out of the ordinary. Uh, for her because she was having issues from uh, being in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you have a back, long backstory on that, but anyways, back in the days in uh, the early 90s, we, were in, uh, we went to uh, what was called Desert Storm, and uh, my mother was there, and they used anthrax and a lot of other biological weapons. They did a lot of biological weapons testing over there, and, uh, you know, Unfortunately, my mom had some issues with that. Uh, so, uh, needless to say, when she had issues that were similar to that, she didn't really link it to cancer until one day uh, she felt really, really bad and went to the hospital. And they said that uh, it looks like, uh, Miss Gordon, you have about three days to live. Uh, so I was like, whoa, <laughs> I better get down there and, uh, you know, say hi to my mom and or whatever, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do, but all I know is that I needed to get down to see my mom. So actually, this is longer than the actual story in the, in the, in the episode, but this is a truth. And the point being is obviously my mom is still here today, uh, because I just visited her. I don't know if you remember, I visited her for Christmas. Uh, but uh, as I said in the episode, she credits her recovery. I mean, she, she literally was given three days to live. We were all, you know, kind of, saying that this is not true and uh she you know i think she she credits to prayer i would say that it's epigenetics and the fact that uh epigenetics can it literally cre uh, recreate your your genes and we'll be talking more about that in today's episode i think it's a a really really important thing for all of us to remember and recognize that this is something that uh science has proven uh it is something that we know that we do uh, with science is we actually 
change genes and this is possible uh, literally by uh, changing your actions. So uh, we're going to be talking about how you can change your mind, change your body, uh, change who you are through your actions, your beliefs, and your thoughts. So yeah, this is a way back, but I think it's a, it's a really good one uh, because uh, I think it's really helpful uh, for the uh, beginning of the year. <laughs> and you know, it's a uh, Groundhog's Day, so it's always good to see some of those things, kind of like the movie, kind of seeing those good things over and over again until we get it right. So <laughs> without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. This is season 10, episode 8. It's a way back episode, and we're going to rename it Your Brain Can Change. Blicko! So what's a thought? It's a good question, right? What is a thought? Well, I guess we could start off by asking, what does a thought look like? We all know what thoughts look like. They can look like abstract, you know, like where they really don't seem like they have any meaning. They can look like you know, words, you know, actual words that we can read within our mind. They can look like pictures. But for the most part, what a thought actually is, is a picture or some kind of representation of what's going on, what's going on in the actual environment around us, or what had happened in our environment at one point in time, or the possibilities of what can happen in our environment. So a thought is essentially a representation of the world around us. So what does a thought look like? Well, that question can be answered in the same way. A thought looks like a groove in your brain. And that groove in your brain is a representation of the thoughts that you have. Let me explain this a little bit further here. So when you're, before you're born, in the late stages of development, right before birth, you start to get these grooves in your brain. And why do you get these grooves? Well, first of all, you start off with a smooth brain uh, because you don't have processing power. Though that processing power that begins to develop in the late stages coincides with the grooves that begin to form in your brain. You have this processing power because you begin to collect input. You begin to be able to hear your mother's voice, hear the outside world. You can actually develop, you actually develop a sense of taste towards the end of your development before you're born. Now you don't have all your senses, you don't have everything, so you don't have your full level of development. But your brain begins to develop these grooves. And those grooves are the superhighway to your most prevalent thoughts. So we can say, just as a thought is a representation of the real world, what a thought looks like is a groove in your brain, which is a representation of an actual superhighway of thoughts. So those grooves turn into a superhighway. And so all your prevalent thoughts, they kind of carve a little move, uh, carve a little groove in your brain, and it makes them easier to move about your brain, because essentially that's what happens. So why am I talking about this? Well, today I wanted to talk a little bit about epigenetics. This is a phenomenon uh, that has, I think that needs to be more mainstream, but hasn't really been spoken of as much as it should be, uh, just because of the fact that it's not as, it's not as definitive as something like gravity. 
people, we do have proof, of, uh, we do have evidence that points to its existence. We do have uh, plenty of anecdotal evidence as well as uh, case studies that show that it uh, very possibly exists, but we don't have any definitive uh, cases to show like this points to epigenetics. Epigenetics is essentially the overall changing of your genes through conscious thought. Now, our genes change throughout life, throughout our lives. I don't know if you know this. Uh, we, our DNA changes, is constantly replicating. It's always changing. However, with epigenetics, it's the belief, the theory, that we, have, we can consciously affect the development of our genes and our DNA. So how do you do this? That's a pretty good question, isn't it? I thought about this uh, quite a bit when I heard about this. In fact, uh, that the reason why this came up in my, in my mind is because of our uh, last episode where I was talking about my mother and her cancer and how she went into remission. And the one thing that she credits to her remission is the fact that she kept, kept her mind positive, always thought that she was going to uh, stay alive, and also uh, prayer positive thoughts from other people and prayers from other people. Now there's plenty of evidence out there that points to the, that, that being uh, a legitimate uh, solution or remedy for, for you know, not just cancer but other diseases. Uh, they show that uh, people that have had po positive thoughts have more likely have positive outcomes. They show that the mo that most optimists actually don't live in quote unquote the real world, they don't have a real realistic uh, perspective of the world. They actually have more of a positive perspective of the world. Uh, whereas it's shown that people with depression actually have more of a realistic view of the world. So what does that mean? Well, essentially, as I've said in many episodes, our world is essentially it's a perspective of our perception. What that means is that uh, we we don't really see the whole world. We only see what we can see. We only see what we're essentially, uh, we only see what we value. We only see what we more or less want to see or really don't want to see. But everything else in between that really doesn't have any value towards us, we don't see. So what I'm saying here is that whatever you value or distinctly don't value is what you're going to see and perceive in the world. So epigenetics essentially takes that and says, all right, well, if you focus on something else, well, then you are going to have a different perspective. You're going to have a different uh, reality. And that's essentially what we're looking at today. So listen, I have someone I know that was working out for a little while. They ended up working out for about six weeks. And during that six-week time, they, they felt they felt better, you know, they were working out pretty consistently, it wasn't just once a week, but they're working out pretty consistently, like three to four times a week, and they started to feel like stronger, they felt like they were uh, a presence in the, in the world, whereas before they kind of felt like they were just existing. And then after the six weeks, all of a sudden, boom, they had stopped. Now why did they stop? Well, because of the fact that they hadn't developed the habit. See, epigenetics is essentially uh, based on your habits. Like, again, I said that you uh, create these super highways in your brain uh, because these are your most prevalent thoughts. So essentially, uh, you stopped because you went into default mode. 
you went into what is it the factory reset on your on your computer you know when you have a computer and you get a virus you have to press that factory reset button so you can go back and then make changes uh, so that you can get that virus out of your computer uh, the same thing works with you if, if you haven't fully installed that program and normally it takes the uh, scientists agree that to develop a habit it takes 66 days a little over two months so if you haven't spent those two months in developing that habit well then you're going to you're going to return to your default settings whatever thing you were doing whether it was good or bad is not going to really stick to your to your routine so if you want to get into the first realm if you want to get into get a sniff of epigenetics whatever you're doing whatever habit that you're trying to create you got to do it for at least two months all right so whatever if it's a workout program or if it's an eating program or if it's a savings program, whatever it is that you're trying to do to create a habit, it needs to be at least two months, 66 days. So a lot of people get to that point, like I said with that gentleman, uh, where he was working out for six weeks, and then they say, why am I even doing this? You know, Maybe they get some results, but they're not, they're not enough results, or they feel like they've done enough, and they've put in enough work to where it is a habit, and they will just, you know, eventually maybe skip a day and they just chalk it up to, you know, being busy and then they start skipping uh, uh, more days, like, you know, maybe they skip a day and then they go two days and then they skip three days after that and then they skip a whole week, you know? So uh, that essentially means, again, that they haven't created that habit and that they need a little bit of accountability. And that's the crux of this, accountability. You see, the thing is that we all want to be accountable, but obviously we know that if we were all accountable, we would have a whole different world we were living in. So how do you become accountable? Well, it's easy. It's very simple. You have someone to work with you. You know, whether it be a, you know, a financial coach, if you're working on your finances, whether it be a fitness coach or a physical therapist, if you're working on your health, or a relationship coach if you're working on your dating you find someone that you can be accountable to you find someone that you can make sure or that can help you make sure that you are creating that habit creating that healthy habit so I say this as a personal trainer I know I might be a little bit biased but I would say this that if you're trying to create a fitness habit if you're looking to change your mind change your thoughts change your actions permanently then find a coach find someone that you can be accountable to of course uh, the most optimal would be a coach uh, second would be someone that is a peer someone that's like a friend that you can report back to and worse obviously would be someone that has no <laughs> that doesn't share your interest someone that doesn't care uh, whether you do it or not you know and a lot of people actually unfortunately do go that route they've you know they try to report back to someone that doesn't really care someone that doesn't really um, support them and you know it becomes pretty easy to revert back to the default settings because essentially uh, by reporting back to someone that doesn't really care uh, is not really reinforcing the fact that you're doing something good in fact it actually uh, moves the needle the other way and makes you feel like you're doing something not good because of the fact that we're all social creatures you know we're all uh we're from cavemen and if we're not with the crowd 
than our caveman brains, our reptilian brains, or that very primal part of our brain says, oh no, this is not good because we're not fitting in with the group. And it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, you can put two and two together. If your brain is telling you that what you're doing is not good, then you're not going to continue doing it, no matter how good it actually is for you. So accountability, that is the important thing. And the reason why I bring that up today is, uh, well, tongue in cheek, uh, a little self-promotion here. We're coming out with a online program that's, that's going to be hitting the shelves uh, within the next six weeks or so. Uh, so it's going to be here probably towards the end of next month. And we're going to be uh, doing it for those people that are trying to get uh, prepared for the uh, the end of the year. You know, get par- prepared for Thanksgiving and Christmas and try to maintain. Because, you know, what better time to actually start having, uh, start creating good habits than right before the time you need those good habits. Look at it. Where if we were releasing it at the end of August, September, October, that puts you into six where it puts you into 66 days of creating habits and then right after that is november which will have us in what thanksgiving and christmas time the holiday time the holiday season where everybody is eating eating like like, <laughs> like they've never eaten before and not exercising because they've overeaten and because it's too cold and because there's just so many fun shows on television, <laughs> right? So yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the crux of what I'm saying here is that like, you know, we know that we can change our brains. We know that it's a very, it, we, we know that it's something that is, within, that is uh, recognized within the scientific community, epigenetics. It's not something that's necessarily defined. We can't really have, we don't really know the exact cause and what, uh, what is the, what is it, the trigger, I guess, so to speak, for our changing brains. But we do know it, it happens. We definitely know that uh, without thought that our DNA changes and that with thought our DNA also changes Uh, but we know that if we can get to that point to where we can change our thoughts then we can change our DNA we can change our brain we can change those grooves and then all of a sudden you have a whole different perspective and you have a whole different set of actions that become your default so my point here is today is that whatever you're doing whatever you're trying to do find a partner, find an accountability partner that cares about what you're doing and preferably joins you. All right, so that's what I got for you today. A little bit about epigenetics, a little bit about how you can uh, get that, get it catalyzed into your own life, you know, get a little bit of uh, accountability is the best way to do it. And it's very simple. Like I said, just find someone that has your interests in, in mind, someone that maybe is also sharing in that same uh, in that same path that maybe also might join you in it. Uh, or, you know, of course, a coach that can coach you along and that will uh, you know, give you the best tips uh, along the way, because obviously it's great to have someone that's a peer, uh, but it's even better to have someone that's a professional. All right, so I do hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, feel free to share it. If you enjoy it, uh, I would appreciate it if you would leave a rating or review. If you're listening on Apple Music, you scroll down to the very bottom, you'll see five stars. Click on those five stars and write something in the box. And finally, I would appreciate if you would subscribe uh, because subscribing would let, get you notified right away when the na- latest episode comes out. All right, I'll check you later. And as always, keep good company. <laughs>